This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And drives that to center. Center fielder Apodaca going back back to the track, and it's over the wall! Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA, proud sponsor of the BYU Baseball team. Now let's get you ready for Cougar Baseball. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar Baseball fans. Welcome back inside Louis Gisto Field on the campus of St. Mary's College in Moraga, California for the final game of a three-game WCC series between the BYU Cougars and the St. Mary's Gales. Both teams playing for their first series win of the conference season after losing a heartbreaker on Thursday. BYU responded with a rollicking 12-2 win here yesterday. The Cougs come into today's game as a really confident club. I'm your play-by-play caller, Greg Grubel. With me is BYU Baseball Operations Director Tuckett Slade, and we're excited to bring you this series finale starting lineups just ahead. But first, our leadoff interview with BYU head coach Mike Littlewood, presented by doTERRA. doTERRA, pursue what's pure. And today, Coach Littlewood talks about the value of a series win to get back in the chase for a WCC tourney spot as the Cougs hit the one-third mark in their league schedule. Yeah, we did a great job yesterday bouncing back from a from a tough, tough loss that we, you know, we take a 3-1 lead in game one into the ninth and uh, with our closer on the mound and lose that. So that was a gut punch. And then uh, showed a lot of character coming back, I thought, yesterday. Just the guys uh, kind of put that first game behind them and came out with a lot of energy. And, you, you, you know, we go down 2-0. We're down 2-0 in the fourth. And um, Deming comes up with a big hit after a missed bun opportunity, thank goodness. <laughs> and so uh, uh, it was good. It was good overall. You're going to throw Jansen back into a Saturday start today. Yeah, we're just bumping him back. I think, um, you know, I'm, I would match Jansen up with any game three starter. Um, and he's got the stuff to be dominant. He's got no hit stuff every time out. It's just a matter of commanding the zone, throwing strikes, um, competing in the zone, pitching uh, pitching the contact, and, and being assertive in the zone. And that's his biggest thing right now is just uh, trying to nibble a little bit. And so, um, you, you know, don't be surprised if we have a quick hook with Jansen if we don't see what we want to see because we do have have Cy and Carter Smith and Nate Daly and Cooper McKeon. We have a ton of guys in the pen ready to go where we can piece together nine innings. How do you think you're doing right now in, in making do without the bats of Pintar and Gamble? I think Brock and Mitch have been maybe as advertised, but you're getting complimentary hitting right now too. Yeah, I mean, we're getting probably a little bit more than we than we expected from Brock. I mean, he's doing a, he's doing a great job wherever I put him in the lineup. Um, you know, Brian Call hasn't traveled with us the entire year, and, and he's got uh, a hit the last couple games uh, in each game. Um, you know, so he's put it, and we know what we're going to get from Brian. We're going to get a single here and maybe possible double. And then, uh, you know, I'd like to get Josh Cowden going a little bit where we know he's got big time power. Um, so you, you kind of leave that on the bench because he hasn't been having great at bats. And so didn't have a great one when I put him in yesterday at the end. So, but I'd like to get him going a little bit. Um, and again, this is probably the first time in two weeks that we've used the same lineup back to back days. And without, without Penny and Gamble in there, it's just that's how it's going to be um, kind of a matchup thing. And today we, Today we see a sinker slider guy, and so we've, we've got the best lineup in there that we think is going to handle this pitcher. All right, Mike, thank you for the preview. As always, we'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is BYU head coach Mike Littlewood. Time now for today's starting lineups, courtesy of Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. For BYU, the visitors leading off and playing left field, number 10, Hayden Latham. Hitting second, the DH, number 8, Brian Call. Hitting third and playing center field, number 6, Mitch McIntyre. Hitting fourth and playing first base, number 35, Jacob Wilk. Hitting fifth in the right fielder, number 27, Ryan Sapiti. Hitting sixth, the third baseman, number 25, Austin Deming. Hitting seventh, the shortstop, number 2, Brock Watkins. Hitting eight, the catcher, number 18, Colin Reuter. Out of the nine hole, the second baseman, number five, Ozzie Pratt. BYU starting pitcher is number nine, Jansen Kiesel. We'll get you the St. Mary's batting order after our first pitch of the game from Gale starter, Connor Roberts. And he'll pipe in a taken strike one from Hayden Latham. Jersey number eight for Roberts, 2-0 with 3.90 ERA, making his seventh start of the season. And we are underway with Hayden Latham. Batting right-handed against the right-handed hurler, Roberts. Saturday baseball here in Moraga. The kick and fire, and that's a no-two count to Hayden Latham to get this one underway. Greg Rubel with Tuckett Slade, and Tuckett, three glorious days here in the East Bay for baseball. Yeah, beautiful baseball weather, that's for sure. No balls, two strikes to the Cougars' leadoff hitter, the left fielder, Hayden Latham. The windup and a swinging strike. Third strike not caught. That may get Latham on. Catcher tracks it down. There will be no yes, throw. Yes, will. So... Cougars get the lead runner on, courtesy of a third strike not caught, and it rolled away into the backstop, and by the time the catcher, Driggs, tracked it down, 
Latham was well on his way to first base, so the Cougars have a lead base runner. Latham began yesterday's game. Yeah, I mean, filthy slider running away from him, so filthy the catcher couldn't even hold on to it. So uh, a little strikeout reach on a, on a wild pitch there. So run, run first, nobody out. It'll bring up Brian Call. Left-handed bat of Call. That'll be ball one. Latham led off the series on Thursday with a base on balls. Yesterday, his biggest contribution was a three-run triple. BYU's 12-2 victory. Pretty much put that game out of reach at that point. One ball, no strikes to call. It'll go to 2-0 to BYU's DH. The changeup just missed down right there. It's more fastball changeup to lefties and more fastball slider to righties. He's got good stuff, though, that three-quarter action. Really good uh, movement on his ball. A whip of 1.08 coming into today for Roberts. That'll be a called strike. So back in the count at 2-1. and one. Brian's had a good week. He's had hits in all three games this week. Yeah, doing a good job. Like Coach mentioned in the pregame interview, you know you know what you're going to get with him. He's going to put together tough at-bats and, and give you a chance to get a hit or two a game. The 2-1. And the check back to first. As diving back safely is Hayden Latham. The St. Mary's batting order. Left fielder Gavin Napier will lead off. Christopher Campos has gone from leadoff to hitting second today. The shortstop hitting third, Christian Almanza. He's the first baseman hitting cleanup. The third baseman, Chris Santiago. That's batters one through four. We'll continue with the Gales batting order. We get back into the count here on Brian Call, two and one. And Brian's going to pop it up. And handled by the first baseman easily, ranging to his right in the grass of infield. And so one gone for BYU here in the top of the first inning. Rest of the St. Mary's batting order hitting fifth, the DH Nathan Chong hitting sixth, the right fielder Kyle Velasquez hitting seventh, the second baseman Javi Espinosa. The number eight hitter is Dalton Mayshore, the center fielder, and the catcher Hayden Driggs operates out of the nine hole today. That's your Gales batting order. St. Mary's in the red jerseys with the St. Mary's crest on the left chest. White pants, red socks, red caps for St. Mary's. BYU in the Navy caps and jerseys, gray pants, and the block cougs across the chest. First pitch is lifted into foul territory down the third baseline. Third baseman going over and making the overhead catch as Mitch McIntyre pops up to third base, and two are gone here in the top of the first. Yeah, Mitch got a fastball to hit there. Just was tardy on it. Pops it up to foul territory, foul territory down third baseline. Does a good job. Third baseman of making that play. It's a tough play. So a couple of pop-ups after Hayden Latham re uh, reached a uh, dropped third strike. It'll bring up Jacob Wilk, the first baseman. The right-hander Wilk. And the righty on the hill is Roberts. That'll be top of the zone for strike one. Taken strike one by Jacob. You can hear the wind in our field microphone today. It's uh, a breezy but warm day here in Moraga. And that's oh, drilled to left field. Left fielder going back into the track, and he will watch it go yes, over the wall. Will. Jacob Wilk opens the scoring for BYU with a two-run shot to left field. It's BYU 2 and St. Mary's 0. And Jacob Wilk, for the first time this year, hits a homer with someone on base. Yeah, but still, all his RBIs <laughs> come from home runs. Yes. But I tell you what, that fastball middle in was crushed. Third homer of the season for Jacob Wilk. The first two were solo shots, accounting for both of his RBIs on the season. And now he's up to four with a two-run shot to left. And BYU's off to a 2-0 lead. That's a Zion's Bank home run brought to you by Zions Bank for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And Jacob Wilk just crushed that to left field. It's BYU 2 and St. Mary's no score. And the Cougars' strong starts to games. Back on track with that now. BYU's first inning total is now 26-10. Uh, to 10. And 42-23 to 23 now in the first two innings combined. It's 2-0 BYU top one. And Ryan Sapiti. We'll take an 0-1 count and slice that foul down the first baseline. So it's 0-2 now to Sapiti. Well, and how bad does that wild pitch uh, strikeout come into effect there, right? Wilk wouldn't be up this inning had that not been thrown. Would have been the, fir would have been the first out of the, of the inning and first out of the game for St. Mary's. But Latham aboard, and Jacob Wilk goes yard, brings him home. So two-run home run 
And BYU leads 2-0. We're in the top of the first. Two out in the 0-2 count to Ryan Sapiti. That'll be away and outside. Or low and outside for ball one. One and two to Ryan. Good take there on that slider. That's a tough one to hold off on. It's got so much whip away from you as a right-hander. Connor Roberts on the hill. Ryan Sapiti at the dish. The one-two. That'll be a swinging strikeout for Ryan. BYU in the top of the first. Brings home two runs on one hit. It was a big one. Two-run shot for Jacob Wilk. There were no errors, and there was no one left on. We go bottom one. BYU 2, St. Mary's 0 on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Gavin Napier leads off the St. Mary's first as BYU scores two in the top of the frame. Two-nothing Cougs. Bottom one, Jansen Kiesel's first pitch is inside and hits Gavin Napier. So one pitch in, and the Gales have a runner aboard. Well, definitely not what you're looking to do after you take a two-run lead in the top half. But, uh, yeah, first pitch just got away from him. BYU's lead batsman reached on a wild pitch that was swung at. It was a third strike not caught, and that run came around to score on a Jacob Wilk two-run home run. And now St. Mary's lead batter is aboard. This time on a hit-by-pitch. He'll take his lead off first as Christopher Campos digs in. Campos led off and was 0 for 8 in two games as the leadoff hitter which means uh, statistically today would be the day that he starts to get going. He is tied for the hit's lead for St. Mary's as he lashes that one foul. It'll be one ball and one strike to the shortstop, Christopher Campos. First in hits and second in runs. And still looking for his first hit of this series. Gavin Napier is on first base. Hit by a pitch on the first pitch of the game from Jansen Kiesel. Napier two for two on stolen base tries, and they'll check him at first. We talked a couple times throughout the series talking about how active the Gales are on the base pass, but they've not stolen the base in this series. They were 51 for 64 coming in, and they're still 51 for 64. Yeah, they've attempted some hidden runs, but uh, not a straight still yet. The 1-1, high for ball two from Jansen Kiesel. Kiesel, the six foot four, 185-pound freshman out of Gunnison. These are hit and run counts right here. The 2-1, no one out and one on for St. Mary's here in the bottom of the first inning. BYU playing with a 2-0 lead. And that'll be a called strike from today's home plate umpire, Josh Gottlieb. Gottlieb behind the plate. Matthew Stelges at first base. Tony Prater is at second. And Barney Navarro is the arbiter at third. Two balls, two strikes to Campos. That's fouled back to the padding. Yeah, good pitch there. Just barely got a piece of that. Jensen likes to go that high fastball. That's where he gets a lot of swing and misses. Especially in two strike counts. Kiesel, a range of 90 to 96 miles per hour on the heater. Can top it around 97. 2-2 two -two the count. No one out and a runner on first is Napier for the Gales. Trail BYU 2-0, bottom one here in Moraga. The windup, and that just misses for ball three. Yeah, went to the slider for the first time today. Trying to get swing and miss there, just a little low. Count, so count goes full to Campos. We definitely expect action here. Napier is probably going to be on the move here. The 3 2 from Kiesel. On the move is Napier. It's high and inside. May have caught him. Yeah, or just ball him. four. They're going to ball for it, but yeah. it hit him anyways. So, Jansen Kiesel has hit the first two batteries as he's faced. BYU with a 2-0 lead, and it's already early. Dicey for BYU as there will be a defensive conference on the mound. No coach involved here. But they'll gather around Jansen Kiesel, try to settle the youngster down here. First two batters reach for St. Mary's as BYU takes the 2-0 lead in the top of the first. But are already in a bit of trouble here in the bottom of the inning. Well, all you need here is a ground ball double play, and it can kind of loosen you up here. Just get back in the count here. So Kiesel's hit the first two batters he's faced. And it'll bring up Christian Almanza. Almanza one for eight in the series with a run scored. He's tied for the home run's lead. 
with Chris Santiago, six apiece. Empty count, no one out and two on. Kiesel winds up and fires, and that'll be high for ball one. Yeah, just missing arm side right now with his fastball. Thrown nine pitches, six for balls so far. And pitch ten is another ball. So two and zero oh the count to Christian to Christian Almanza. BYU starter trying to get through the first inning here unscathed. Two zero. -oh. BYU leads two zero. -oh. Wow, That's don't know where that missed. Balls. Yeah, that, yeah. that looked like a strike to me. But if you've been wild, umpires usually don't reward you with a close one. I would assume full take here, but maybe you're ultra aggressive with your home run guy up. 3-0 to Almanza. Runners on first and second here in the bottom of the first. And he gets the high strike. The other one looked better than that one. That's for sure. <laughs> 3-1 count here. Get back in the count. Get to your rollover. See if you can get him ultra-aggressive ultra here. The left-handed bat of Christian Elmanza. Facing the righty, Jansen Kiesel kicks and fires, and that's a strike. A strike. It's strike two. And from 3-0 to 3-2, Jansen back in the count. Well, go strike him out right here, Jans. Go right back with that pitch. I doubt they'll be in action here. With the left-handed hitter, it'd be an open if you strike out to throw him out a third lot easier. Mm -hmm. The 3-2 from Kiesel. Runners on first and second, and Atta it's boy. a big, big, big swinging strikeout. Well, he's out, yeah. Yep. The ball bounded away from Ruder, but... Oh, good. Settle down there from 3-0 all the way back to a strikeout. Now you got the double play to get out of this mess. Usually Jansen seems to pitch better when runners in scoring position. He kind of amps up a little bit, and he, he enjoys that pressure. That was a great job there. He could have easily just thrown, you know, ball four when he fell down 3-1 to get bases loaded. But all the way back for a strikeout gives you a chance to get out of this inning unscathed. From 3-0 to a swinging strikeout. And the Kooks have one down again. The double play ball gets them out of the inning with a 2-0 lead. Good. And at the plate is okay. Chris Santiago takes strike one. Starting to feel his release point now, Greg. He's down. He's getting out in front of it now. Steve Kiesel picks up steam here after the early struggles in the first dozen or so pitches. The 0-1 to Santiago. Mm, just missing outside for ball one. One ball, one strike, one out and two on here for St. Mary's bottom one. We're at Louis Gisto Field here in St. Mary's at Moraga, California, St. Mary's College, and BYU leads it by a score of 2-0 on a two-run Jacob Wilk home run in the top of the inning. Righty v. Righty here. Jansen glasses back at second, and that's a mighty whiff from Santiago, but threw it for strike two. The thing about Jansen's side fastball is if you try to swing harder, you're going to miss it, right? Because it has so much late life to it. You've got to be free and easy and not try to absolutely kill it and let his power create the, the power. But if you try to give it your full swing, he's going to blow by you because he's that good up in the zone. Santiago's a full swing guy with six homers on the year. The 1-2 from Kiesel. The wind up and foul back to the backstop. It'll stay one and two. That was a good two-strike adjustment there for Santiago. First two St. Mary's batters hit by pitch. They're at second and first, respectively, Napier and Campos. Almanza strikeout swinging. And Kiesel's ahead of Santiago. One ball and two strikes. One gone here in the bottom of the first inning. Cougs a two-nothing lead. That's foul to the screen again. Count stays one and two. Just two left-handed bats in the lineup for Coach Greg Moore. Al Almanza hitting third and Espinoza hitting seventh. Cleanup hitter is Chris Santiago and he's down one two to Jansen Kiesel. Kiesel gets his sign. Come set. And from the stretch, 
That's hit in the air. Get foul. To left. Get foul. Will it drift foul. Get foul. It will. Get foul. Drift foul, but is it? That's yes. foul. Yeah. Yep. In the park. In the. It's in the park and in the corner, and foul down the left field line. It hung a slider there and almost home run distance, but a hooks foul. And did stay in the park. I thought it might have had wall distance there, and just hoping it would angle foul. That it did, and well, I can just tucked you. into the left field corner. I promise you he's not going to throw a slider again. It's that bad. <laughs> just rear back and give it to him. The runner was actually in motion there at second. And Napier did take off on the pitch. Napier at second. Campos at first. Santiago in the box. The count stays one and two. And turning and faking towards second is Kiesel. He'll step off. They'll step out, and we'll stay one and two. Big pitch here, Jantz. The Cougs plus 16 in first inning run advantage this year. The one-two, that's a grounder, handled by Pratt. He'll go to second and won't get Throws the lead away. runner. Throws it away, it'll go into foul territory in left field. Deming will track it down, a run will score, it'll be second and third. Yeah, he should have just... handled the grounder and tried to get the lead runner. First, tried yeah. to get the runner from first to second. He was going to his left, and he had to plant and rotate his body, which makes for a tough play. He should have just stopped and thrown to first and got the second out. It would have been second and yeah. third, two outs. Yeah, and, and lived to, to, to face Jong here. But instead, he throws it away, and big air there. Now they have second and third, two outs. So Napier scores on the E4. Campos goes to third. And Santiago, who was set to reach on a fielder's choice, now is all the way at second base. And now it's an empty count, one out and two on for Nathan Chong. And the Gales have their first run of the game on a ball thrown away by Ozzie Pratt as he pivoted and tried to get to second base, get that runner from first to second, and that was thrown away. BYU 2, St. Mary's 1. Runners on second and third for the Gales. Chong will swing and miss. It'll be 0-2 now with one out. Chong 2 for 8. With five strikeouts, he's been moved down in the order. Well, you need a strikeout right here. This is what you're looking for. You've got to get a strikeout. The 0-2. There it is. It'll be Chong's sixth strikeout of the series. He hit first. He hit, uh, hit second in the first two games, and he's down to fifth in the order, and that'll be his sixth K, and BYU's got its second out with just one run across. And that's why you trust, if you're a defender in Ozzie there, just get the out, right? Don't take the chance to get the big play. Just take the out, and then Jansen strikes out Chong, and they don't score any runs. Like, you know, trust the guy on the hill, knowing that he's a strikeout pitcher with runners on second and third. Now he has to do it again here with two outs. Second and third, two outs. BYU still leads by one. And that's grounded to Jacob Wilk. He'll Nicely go done. to a knee handle, and the Cougs are out of the inning with the lead. So the Gales in the bottom of the first score run, run. Uh, no hits. There was an error, and there were two runners left on. We go to the top of the second. BYU 2, St. Mary's 1 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Austin Deming takes a strike one from St. Mary's starter Connor Roberts to begin the BYU second inning. BYU two, St. Mary's one. Austin Deming's had a heck of a weekend. That'll be a swing and a miss from Austin for 0-2 in the count. Deming in the series, five for eight, three runs, four RBI, and two home runs, both coming yesterday. A three-run shot. Put BYU in the lead, a lead they would not relinquish. He had a solo shot later in the game. The 0-2 to Dem. Waves the bat over his right shoulder and awaits the right-handed delivery. That'll be low and away for ball one. One and two to Austin Deming, BYU's third baseman. Well, Tuck, when the first two batters reached on hit by pitch, maybe just one, one across. Yeah, is, uh, you take that uh, win right there. Not exactly best-case scenario, but the Cougars left the inning with the lead. That'll be a swinging strikeout, mm, foul tip strikeout for Deming. And that's back-to-back -back strikeouts for Connor Roberts. Strikeouts of PD to end the first, and he whiffs Deming to start the second. It'll bring up Brock Watkins, and Watkins has been a contributor this weekend. Three for eight. 
with three runs scored. And he's been reaching on fielder's choices too, which there's some credit involved in that too, yeah. and making sure you're getting down the line and taking t taking your team out of the double play. Well, it's nice that, yeah, he's, he's running hard and not just giving up and giving an easy, easy double play. One ball to Watkins. Jersey number two. Eight multi-hit games for Brock. Usually it's in the back third of the order. And that's a strong cut, but missed it for strike one. One and one with one out, no one on for BYU Cougs two. And St. Mary's one is our score. You have to try to hit that slider through the four hole if you're a right-hand hitter. You can't try to pull it. It's going to run away from you. And away for ball two. Two balls and a strike from Roberts, the right-handed starter, 2-0 with a 3.90 ERA this year, making his seventh start. He's into his 29th inning of work this season. The 2-1 to Watkins. Kick and fire and laces it foul into the parking lot down the first baseline. After a couple of all-gray days for BYU and the uniform combos, they'll go navy gray today, navy tops, navy jerseys, and gray pants. The 2-2. Hit well to left field. Left fielder going back and to the wall and makes the catch on the track. Long out for Brock Watkins as Napier hauls it in. And two gone for BYU here in the top of the second. Yeah, just a little out in front of that slider. Just got off the end of the bat. If he waits a little bit longer, he probably hits that out down the line. Colin Reuter catching today. He caught on Thursday, was strong behind the plate yesterday, and Reuter back in there on Saturday. Yeah, and it's probably going to be a platoon from here on out between the two good freshman catchers. Four games a week, each of them are going to catch two. Yeah. Taken low by Reuter for ball one. The number eight hitter, Reuter, getting his 20th start behind the plate. Strike on the outside edge from Roberts, one and one. One of the reasons why we do that is because they're both really talented and you want to keep them fresh too. Catchers get wore out throughout the season. And, you know, if you can each just catch two a week, you stay fresh and healthy and you give it your best when you're out there. The high kick and delivery. And that's hit to left center. Got to get legs. Left fielder back into the track and doesn't make the catch at the wall. The ball bounds off the wall and it'll be a double for Colin Reuter. And that left fielder, Napier, Napier collided with yes, the wall did. as he tried to make the catch. As, the, as he's looking the ball into his glove, he runs into the wall as the ball rolls off the padding. That was nearly a great play. Almost a fantastic play. Almost nearly knocked himself out, too. That was something. Well, so that's had a couple, of, couple of deep balls to level. Three deep balls. To, Wilkes was a home run to left, and then Watkins a long out to left, and that's a double nearly off the wall and left. Yep. Nice two-out double there. Now you got to make a pay here. Ozzy needs a big knock here. He finished the game great yesterday. I'll say he went uh, hits in the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings yesterday. Singles in each inning. Right fielder's playing shallow, so single through the four hole might not be able to score. Score, Colin. In the left-handed bat of Ozzy Pratt, the third left-handed bat in Mike Littlewood's lineup. Call hitting second, McIntyre hitting third, and Ozzy in the nine hole are the lefties in the order. And that's fouled through the box on the first pitch from Roberts. It's 0-1. No balls and a strike. Two out for BYU top two. BYU leads St. Mary's 2-1 here at Louis Gisto Field in Moraga. That's grounded to the third oh, base. Wow. Nice backhand by Santiago. He'll fire to first, and St. Mary's is out of the inning. Tough play made by Santiago. Tough play made to look easy as it's BYU's third out. So BYU in the top of the second. No runs on one hit. There were no errors, and there was a runner left on. We go bottom two, BYU two, St. Mary's one on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cougar Baseball presented by doTERRA. doTERRA is a proud sponsor of the BYU baseball team. It's BYU 2, St. Mary's 1. We go bottom two here at Louis Gisto Field on a warm, windy day in Moraga. Jansen Kiesel got through that first with one run allowed after hitting the first two batters he faced, kind of settled in, and he threw, delivers ball one to Javi Espinosa. Espinosa with a left-handed bat leads off the second inning for the Gales. 
Second baseman Espinosa, one for five in the series with a run scored. He'll square, pull back, and take strike one. I would like to see uh, Kiesel start the way he finished that last inning, just throwing a lot of strikes. After hitting his first two, two of the three batters he retired were via the swinging strikeout. Mm. Mm, doesn't get the call there. Gets a little inside for ball two. We're at ground vantage point here. We're at ground level. Again, about 50, 15 to 20 feet back of the backstop. That's lined right at Ozzy Pratt. So one quickly gone for St. Mary's here in the bottom of the second. Espinosa retired on the line out. The second baseman, Ozzy Pratt. Ozzy had an error in the first inning. In fact, that's the first error of the series for BYU. Yeah. They were two clean days, Thursday and Friday defensively. A big reason that uh, you know BYU had a really good shot to yep. win the first one and then won handily the second game. BYU led 3-1 heading to the bottom of the ninth in that Thursday opener. Took a tough loss, but bounced back really strongly yesterday. At bat, the eight hitter, Dalton Mayshore. He'll take strike one from Jansen Kiesel. Mayshore is seeing it well. Five consecutive games with an RBI for the center fielder. Jersey number 14, Dalton Mayshore. He'll foul that. May have caught either catcher or umpire on the way to the screen there. I think, oh, both. I think it was foul ball into the glove and the mask <laughs> on the way to the backstop. But you got them where you want them here, Jance. Elevate and have some fun. Gets ahead 0-2. Elevates for ball one. Red versus blue today. The red jerseys of the Gales. The navy blue Cougs jerseys for BYU. That's piped in, but a little low. So from 0-2 to two balls and two strikes to Dalton Mayshore. One out here in the bottom of the second inning. Series finale between BYU and St. Mary's. Both teams looking for their first conference series win. Good and pitch. that's a punch out. That's caught looking. He thought about swinging, didn't. And the umpire sends him back to the dugout with a backwards K. A great start to this inning, Keese. Keep it up. So three of the St. Mary's five outs so far via the strikeout. Two swinging and one looking. It'll bring up the nine hitter, Hayden Driggs, the catcher for St. Mary's. Driggs hitting 353 on the year, and that's a strong cut through strike one. Driggs makes his hits count uh, five RBI on his six hits for the season. That's strike two. So again, Jansen gets ahead 0-2 on the nine hitter here. Yeah, and Gottlieb is going to give the home plate umpire is going to give. He likes the higher strike than he does the low is what I'm noticing here in the first two innings. No balls, two strikes, two out, bottom two, and that's a, a swinging strikeout. So Jansen's got it going on a little bit right now. He struck out two in both the first and second innings in the bottom of the second for St. Mary's. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on. Top three we go. BYU 2, Gales 1 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Top of the third inning here in Moraga. And top of the order for BYU, Peyton Latham. Who reached in the first and scored on a Jacob Wilk two-run home run. Takes a low strike that time, 0-1 from Connor Roberts. Yeah, borderline inside fastball. Good take there for strike one. Latham struck out in the first inning, but it was a wild pitch and the ball not caught. Allowed him to get to first. He'll drag it down the third baseline barehanded and safe as Latham took him off the bag at first. Santiago made the hard part of the play, yeah. charging and barehanding it, firing to first, but took Almanza off the bag. And so Latham reaches in uh, somewhat unconventional fashion in both of his first two at-bats. Yeah, and Coach Moore is going to come argue this, thinking that he was... Uh, Wants to ask the guy what he saw and see if the crew can get together. That's his play all the way, though. Home plate umpire does have a view, though, so he could possibly come in, but hard for him to overturn that. But like you're, you said, Santiago made the hard part. It's just got a guy who normally catches, is not used to making that throw on the run, so you would expect it. Take advantage of that and see what he can do, and he throws one wide. 
He had the backhander in the uh, in the second inning yeah. as well, didn't he? didn't he? Nice play there made. This time he bare hands it, but Almanza was dragged off the bag at first and for the time being, and we would expect that Latham will stay at first base. So Latham at first and reaches for the second time in as many plate appearances. These are the scary parts when all the, the crew gets together on these. I hate them because they you just never know what's going to be said in there, right? Like, hey, no, I had a better view. It's this. I mean, the guy was right in front of it, right? And that's the way it should be. But uh, now all four umpires are conferencing on the infield grass here at Louis Gisto Field. Yeah, you'd like it to be kind of a cut-and-dried thing here, but it's not been. And because they're lasting this long, it means they might overturn this and call it an out from the home plate umpire. Mm. Okay. Safe. Oh. Nope. They've talked about it and signaled safe again. So well, Latham will remain one. at first base. <laughs> I'm 0 for 1, and I like that. Yeah. I just had a, a bad gut feeling because from here it looked like he might have gotten back in time. Get but, the foot uh, back on, the, the back foot on. Yeah. And now the conversation continues between the St. Mary's dugout and the home plate umpire. And they're going to call it an yeah, error. So the rule here is that after they ask, uh-oh, he warned them. Okay, we just said it's a warning else? because the, the the rule is there that after you ask for them to get together, once they get together, mm -hmm. you can no longer go back and argue again. You're done. You've had your chance. And because he then wanted to argue some more, they're giving him a warning, which by rule they can actually toss him. So now it's a warning to where the next time he says anything, it's a forced ejection because he's already had his warning. Okay. So. And Latham reaching officially on an E3. Going to call it an error by the first baseman. Always trying to protect the pitchers, pitchers, home pitchers, ERA. So the Cougars have their two runs on two hits. Diving back to first is the thing that's so interesting about that error to first is on the it's, high a, take. it's a bunt play where he's barehanding it away from his body and has to throw to first. Yes, if the throw's on line, he's out. But guess what? It's a hard play to make. That's why, you know, mm -hmm. it's a tough one to make. It's not a guaranteed out. Therefore, he couldn't make the play. It should be a hit. You usually give it a hit on that type of play. As it stands, both teams have an error on the day in the top of the third. And that's on the ground. Foul down the first baseline. Brian Call is at bat and facing a 1-1 count. No one out. And Hayden Latham on first base. Latham reaching in the first and scoring on the Jacob Wilk two-run shot. He now reaches to lead off the third. Strong wind here in Moraga on a sunny Saturday. It's foul for strike two. This wind is funky. I feel like around home plate, it's really windy. But down in the outfield, the flags aren't moving as much as you would think they would. Yeah, the, the way my papers were blowing around yeah. in pregame, well, I, I, I looked out to the flags, and I wanted to yeah. see something else, and I didn't see what I thought I'd see. Yeah, all the nets behind home plate are moving with the wind, but The flags in the outfield are yeah. kind of almost hanging. One ball, two strikes to call. He'll take away for ball two. Two balls and two strikes to Brian with Latham on first base. This is a spot here with Brian Call that uh, throughout his career he's hit into quite a few double plays. Uh, he doesn't run very well, and he's a ground ball hitter. He's got to stay out of that and try to, to pull it either into the four hole or slap it into the six hole. He needs to stay out of the middle here. That's where they're playing him for the double play depth. Getting his third consecutive start all at DH. Good take. Good take for ball three. Three balls, two strikes to Brian Call. BYU scored two in the first. Again, the Cougars in the first and second innings do a lot of work. 42 to 24 is their first two inning advantage. Giving their pitchers off times good leads to work with. It's a 2-1 lead, one run game here in the top of the third. They'll go back to first and just ahead of the throw is Latham. Well, Latham was on a move there, so he, he had one step towards second, then had to get back just barely in time. Full count here. Brian isn't a big strikeout guy. He puts a lot of plays in play, balls in play, so you're trying to move in motion here, full count. St. Mary's, by the way, three pickoffs on the year. That one just missing of Latham at first. Connor Roberts from the stretch with Call hitting lefty. And Brian hits it in the air to center field. 
Center fielder back near the track to shy of it, makes the catch. Latham will stay at first, and one gone here in the top of the third inning. It's hit well, but that's uh, about all he has right there. Outfitter easily goes back and catches that. Good swing, though. Just a little underneath it. Mitch McIntyre popped up to third in the first. And as a runner on first as he hits here in the third inning. It's BYU 2 and St. Mary's 1. Cougs with 2 in the top of the inning, the first inning. And St. Mary's answering with a singleton in the bottom of the frame. Both teams a scoreless second. 2-1 in the third. One out, one on for Mitch. Taking ball one. Again, there's that low fastball that it looks like a strike, but he doesn't like it. The low ball is not getting the call. Whereas you've seen a couple higher yep. strikes called. Two balls, rather one ball, no strikes. Two runs on two hits for BYU. And that's grounded, handled by the second baseman. He'll throw to first. And Latham will advance to second on the ground out. So Mitch McIntyre with a 4-3 ground out. And advancing to third on the play is Hayden Latham. So runner in scoring position now for Jacob Wilk. And Jacob Wilk brought Hayden Latham home in the first inning with a two-run blast to left. Jacob Wilk's third home run of the year. And two of them happening in this series. Well, all three were the last two weeks, right? Solo shot last, uh, was it Saturday against the Zags? Pretty sure it was. But now's a chance to get him an RBI here without a home run here with a runner on second and two outs. Big spot here for Jake to get a two-out hit. Empty count, two out, one on for Wilk. We'll take strike one. First pitch slider. Three likes to throw to the right-handers. No balls and a strike. With Latham on second. Jacob's RBIs this year all coming on home runs. And they've all come, as you mentioned, the last, last week is that uh, Saturday-Gonzaga game. And then Thursday here against St. Mary's. And Saturday. Good take on that slider there. Ball one. So one ball, one strike with two gone and one on for BYU. Jacob Wilkes' home run against Gonzaga was a, a pinch hit shot in the eighth inning. That'll be called strike two. One ball, two strikes to Wilk. We'll battle with two here. He's going to want to go back to that slider, stay inside, use the whole field. One ball, two strikes to BYU's first baseman. Right-handed bat of Wilk and a righty on the hill in Connor Roberts. Latham takes his lead off second. The windup and delivery, and that gets away from the catcher. It'll roll to the pad, and Latham will advance to third. The same pitch that in the first inning that Latham swung on was strike two to, to strike out and advance to first on the wild pitch. Just that slider has so much break to it. He doesn't want to throw a fastball. He threw a fastball middle into him last at bat, and he hit a big bomb. He's going to keep throwing that slider with first base open. So second wild pitch from Roberts. Allows Latham to get to third. The 2-2. Ooh, and Wilk lays off the inside pitch for ball three. It's a full count with two out. And Latham on third base here in the top of the third inning. It's BYU 2 and St. Mary's 1. Greg Rubel and BYU Operations Director. Tucket Slade with you. The 3-2. Good at bat, Jake. And he takes away for ball four. So Jacob gives BYU runners on the corners for Ryan Sapedi and BYU's RBI leader. Ryan Sapedi still looking for, I think, his first RBI in this series, yeah, right? Yeah, well, first hit in this series. He's he struggled here. He's, yeah. he's gotten on base three or four times with hit by pitches and walks, but uh, he's yet to get a hit. He's had some good at-bats, but uh, he's due for one right here, and boy, could we use it. 0 for 7, two runs, two walks, and a hit by a pitch. 
So he's out there and he's coming around, but now he's looking to bring some in. No balls, no strikes. Two out, two on for BYU runners on the corners. Latham at third, Wilk at first. In Ryan Sapiti's first at bat, he struck out to end the first inning. And that's a swinging strike for Ryan. Yes, that slider, he's throwing everything away to Ryan with that slider. He just hit it right through the four hole, line drive. You're good at that. The slider away from the right-handed hitters. Bryant Sapiti hitting righty. BYU's RBI leader, his last RBI came against Gonzaga last weekend. Rest the bat on his right shoulder. Good and that's dirted, blocked by the catcher Driggs for ball one. So Roberts hasn't been all over the place wild, but he's been wild yeah. enough. He's he's made the catcher work here in the first three innings. One ball, one strike, two out, two on for BYU. Top three in BYU, a 2-1 lead. Sapiti digs in. Good take. That's the low ball. Roberts will call for a new ball. That's three straight sliders there. First one was swinging for strike one. Then two low ones in a row. San Diego playing at San Francisco at the same time as this game. Toreros, who lead the WCC right now, have an early 2-0 lead at the Dons. BYU a 2-1 lead here in Moraga. The 2-1 to Sapiti. And he'll take away for ball three. Oh, great time to hit right here, Ryan. He's got to come to you. Be on time. This will be Robert's 50th pitch. He's thrown 31 for strikes. The 3-1. And lifts it to center field, short center. Center fielder coming in and shortstop going back. And it'll be a shortstop handling it for the third out of the inning. So BYU in the top of the third. No runs, uh, no hits. There were no errors. There, were two, uh, there was one error, and there were two runners left on. We go bottom three, BYU two, St. Mary's one on the new skin. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom three, Gavin Napier leads off to Gale's third. And on an 0-1 count, a base hit to center for Napier. So the first hit of the game for St. Mary's puts Napier at first. He's been at first in both of his plate appearances. He was hit by a pitch in the first inning, came around to score on an E4. And here in the third, he leads off with a single to center. So Napier at first, and no one out for Christopher Campos, who was hit by a pitch as well. Stranded at third in the first inning. BYU two, St. Mary's one, and a runner on first for Campos. Jansen Kiesel gets strike one on Campos, who's hitting 365 with runners in scoring position. And still looking for his first hit in this series. 0 for 8. Lost that bat, him getting uh, walked there. Isn't that the first time he's been they, on called, base? they called it a second straight hit, right? It was going to be a walk either way, but it did hit him, right? Yeah. And so he, he reached and was stranded in the first after Napier had reached ahead of him on a hit by pitch. And that's a oh, reach. That's interference. Runner takes interference. off. And will they call interference? Yep. So yep. the uh, should be batter out, runner goes back. Is what it should be. Yep, and he's telling the hitter right now, Campos, you are out. So as he strung on swike to, uh, swung on strike two, Reuter tried to catch Napier to back to at first, second. Yeah. Hit and run there that he was over the plate. I think it's the second one, second yeah, one we've, we've called here that, yeah. in the last uh, couple of weeks where it's interference on Reuter trying to make a throw to first. And so as Napier took off on the swinging strike from Campos, Reuter rose to throw, and Campos interfered. So he's called out on interference, and Napier has to go back to first. Now Coach Little was asking Tony if, if the runner was out. If Ruder had gotten him at second. So it stays one out here in the bottom of the third. Napier goes back to first. And Campos is out on battery interference, correct? Correct, yep. 
Christian Almanza hitting lefty. Will step in with one gone here in the bottom of the third. He'll lace that to right. Sapiti back to the track, and it'll be bouncing off the track. Sapiti will collect as rounding third is Napier. The throw will be cut off, and it's a run-scoring double, a game-tying double for Christian Almanza. Yeah, Ryan got twisted there. He just stays over his right shoulder and keeps running to the spot. He probably catches that, but he goes left shoulder first and then has to twist around, and it gets behind him off the wall. So Almanza ties the game at two, bringing home Napier. Napier has score, scored both of the St. Mary's runs. Almanza with an RBI double. It's now two for ten in the series. Next batter, Chris Santiago, fouls back to the padding. It'll be no balls and a strike. One out and one on for St. Mary's. We're tied at two. Both teams have two runs on two hits. Jansen Kiesel on the hill. That's high in the zone, but just outside for strike for ball one. Ball one, strike one to Chris Santiago, the third baseman. He reached on an E4 in the first that brought home the Gales' first run. The 1-1. One, one. one out, one on. Bottom three of a tie ball game. Cougs led 2-0. Foul to the backstop. One ball, two strikes. BYU led 2-0 after one half an inning. St. Mary's got one in the first. Has added one more here in the bottom of the third. And again, I thought Sapiti was going to make that play yeah. in right field, but he did just get twisted around near the warning the, uh, track. Those hard line drives at you towards the wall are tough plays if you don't make the initial, initial correct read. Popped up. McIntyre coming in and on a dead run coming in. Watkins will go back and Watkins will make the play. So from shortstop, Brock Watkins records the second out. Staying at second is Almanza and two gone now for Nathan Chong. Gavin Napier has scored both St. Mary's runs. He has scored three runs in the series now. BYU lost the opener 4-3, won the second game 12-2. We're in a 2-2 ball game here in the series finale. Two out, one on for Nathan Chong. Chong two for nine in the series. Pitch one is ball one high. Chong hitting 409 on the year. 457 when runners are in scoring position. Big spot right here, Jance. Jansen is allowing only 0.95 hitting with two outs this year. Two gone for Chong. And Chong pops it up. Ruder going back toward the screen. Has a beat on Good it. Play. Makes the catch. Colin Ruder makes the third out. And St. Mary's in the bottom of the third gets one run on one hit. There were no errors. There was a runner left on. We go top four in a tie ball game now. 2-2. BYU and St. Mary's on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 